Welcome to the Montana Real Estate Podcast, where we will pull back the curtain and answer all of your Montana real estate questions. Buying and selling real estate in Montana can be challenging, and local knowledge is the key. We will explore the different areas of the state and educate you on issues that play a role in Montana real estate transactions. This podcast is hosted by Will Friedner, a broker with Glacier Sotheby's International Realty in Whitefish, Montana. Now, here's Will with today's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Montana Real Estate Podcast. This is your host, Will Friedner. And in this episode, we'll be talking about some of the things you need to be aware of when buying your first house. If you're looking to buy your first home, uh, you may want to take some notes on this. I'm going to cover all of the crucial things that you need to think about during this process. If you're not able to take notes and you want them sent to you, I'd be happy to do that. Just send an email with the subject line episode two to Montana Real Estate Podcast at gmail.com, and I will send the notes out to you. So, anyway, let's get going. The first thing you need to know, the very first thing you need to do if you're a first time home buyer, is talk to a lender. There's no point in looking at houses and touring houses until you talk to a lender. They're going to let you know how much you qualify for, and it's kind of a waste of time to look at the houses in person until you know what you can afford. You know, the lender's going to look at your income, your credit score, your debt, and once they have all that information, they will they will be able to tell you the amount that you qualify for. And one of the things you need to remember, make sure you talk to the lender and ask, you know, what your payments are going to be for that amount. The the final payment, they'll, you know, they'll build in the taxes, insurance, HOA, whatever the house is you're buying. Uh, but usually they'll build all that into your payment. But you need to find out what that amount is so you're not surprised at the end. A lot of times, you know, when they when you give the lender your credit and, and all of that and income and debt, they'll say you qualify for a lot more than you may want to spend. Say they say, oh, you know, with your income, you qualify for $300,000. Well, that may be true, but what you really need to be careful for, your payment being too high at the end of the day. Even though you technically qualify for it, you don't want to be house poor. The last thing you want to do when you buy your first house is be house poor. Because I know that if you're like most people, you're still going to want to be able to go out to dinner or do a movie or buy something occasionally. And, you know, if you make your mortgage payment at the end of the month, you have no more money left. That (laughs) that does nobody any good. So like I said, just keep keep in mind that and also, you know, once you get into a house, no matter what your payment is, it's not cheap to furnish your new place. I remember when I bought my first house, I went down, you know, and I, there was nothing in the bathrooms. There's no little rugs, no little garbage cans. And I remember going down to Target to buy things for that. And I couldn't believe it was like $150 just for stuff that you know, you don't even think about, but it adds up. So like I said, the the main thing is just watch your loan amount and figure out for sure, know for sure what your payment is going to be at the end. The other thing you need to talk to your lender about is they'll talk about the different loan programs that are available to you. I'm going to talk about this in a future episode, but there are many different loan programs that are available and they depend on your credit and how much you want to use it a down payment as a down payment and there's you know if you were a veteran there's there's loans that are just for you i mean there's a lot of loans out there so be sure to be sure to talk to your lender about that and get all the information on those 
If you do decide to use a national lender like Quicken or Rocket Mortgage, be sure to shop around because those places, they're going to tell you anything to get you to sign up with them. And I've had clients that tried to do a deal with with them as the lender and you know, they never seem to go well because they're not familiar with Montana and the different laws here and the different things that could come up. So be sure to tell them what you're looking for because, you know, again, because they're they're national and they work all 50 states, they're not used to what's going on in Montana. And another thing to think about is if you're looking at buying a condo or a manufactured home, sometimes they won't they won't loan on those or there's so many rules that they just they never seem to work out so keep all that in mind when you're talking to your lender as well also another thing is if you're going to use a government loan like a VA loan an RD loan or an FHA loan those loans will require that the house you're buying is in very good condition so if you're thinking about buying a fixer upper probably won't be able to use one of those loans because during the process, the appraiser will go out to the house and check everything out, and he'll call out if the roof is bad or if there's not a railing on the stairs or anything like that, not carpet on the floor or, or covering on the floor. They'll call that out, and they'll kill the... They won't They won't give you a loan on that deal unless the house is in great shape, like I said. So if you do not have a lender yet that you work with, I'd be happy to refer you to one if you want to get a hold of me. And I give out my contact info again at the end of the show if you want to get in touch with me. But once you have a lender and once you know your budget, it's time to start looking for a house. And there's a lot of things to keep in mind at this point as well. Many people start, they'll start their home search online. And as I'm sure you know by now, there are tons of websites out there that will show you the homes that are currently on the market. Be careful the national websites like Zilla or Truilla or even Realtor.com, a lot of times they're really slow to update their site. So I constantly get calls from people who tell me that they want to see a house that they found on Zillow, and then I'll look it up on our MLS site, set up a showing, and it'll tell me that it's already under contract or sold or, you know, it's been sold for weeks. So again, just keep that in mind when using those sites. The other thing about those sites that you have to know, or that no one will tell you, is that these sites are data companies. They're just looking for your contact information. So, you know, they'll ask you for your email and phone number and all that. What they do with that information then is that they sell it back to the real estate agents. It's kind of the perfect crime they've got going there. I mean, it's not a crime, but perfect business plan, I should say, where, you know, they get all this data for free about the homes for sale, and then they sell it back to the realtors who are giving them the data in the first place it's kind of crazy but that's how it works so if you see a house listed on there and you want to talk to the listing agent you know read the fine print because a lot of times they'll put an agent next to a house but that's really not even the agent that has the house listed that's the agent that had paid the most or paid zillow to be listed first so they'll get the phone call from you so again keep that in mind that's another trick that nobody tells you about. So if you want the most up-to-date site, Google the MLS in your town or area and use that site for your searches. Those sites are updated, you know, the one I'm involved with here in Northwest Montana, they're updated by, you know, the second a listing goes on, it goes into into that site. And the second the 
the house goes under under contract or sells, it goes on that site right at that moment. It's, there's no delay like there is with those other sites. So once you start looking around for a house or get to this point, you know, now's the time to find an agent to help you. I'm on episode three, the next episode. Be sure to listen to that if you have not found an agent yet. I'm going to cover all the things you need to know about picking the right agent for you. And believe me, there's a lot to know and a lot to look out for. You know, on this podcast, I just kind of tell it like it is and (laughs) kind of pull back the curtain on all these things that are going on. So, But anyway, listen to episode three if you have not found an agent and you want to know what to ask and, and, and what to look for when you're finding an agent. Remember, if you're looking to buy a house like, you know, a first time home buyer, the agent is working for you, not the seller of the home. So the commission for your agent is going to be paid by the seller, not not you. It comes out of the, the sale price of the house. So you do not owe the, the agent you're working for the money. The, the agent is paid by the seller of the house. So anyway, we'll go over that too in the, in the next episode. But the big things to think about with your home is, Another, you know, one of the biggest things to think about when you do find a house is the resale value. You know, I know a lot of people think, oh, I'm going to live in this house forever. But, you know, the average person only lives in their house for six years now. You'll probably end up selling it at some point because of a job change or you have kids or, you know, whatever. There's a hundred different reasons that you may be moving. But keep that in mind when you're buying your house because, you know, once you go down the road to sell it, you want to be able to sell it. You don't want to be stuck with it. So, you know, you may think it's cool to live way out of town off the grid or have a tiny little house with a gigantic shop or, you know, buy a place next to a busy road. But think about how easy it's going to be to sell that house in five years when you move or whenever you move for at least as much as you paid because I've seen a lot of people, you know, they think they want a certain kind of house, and then when they go to sell it, it sits there. One of the things you can tell about the resale is obviously if that house that you're looking at buying has been on the market for a couple years or has not had any offers on it, you know, there's a red flag right there for the house. You know, there's only two reasons for houses to sit on the market the first one is price, and the second one are the issues that the house has. We just had some clients looking at a place way up in the woods, you know, up towards Canada. I couldn't believe the road getting to the place. It was amazing. It wasn't even a road. It was like a path cut through the woods. And they get up to this house and (laughs) believe it or not, my clients loved it. They just thought it was the greatest thing ever. It was way up on top of a mountain and there was nobody around for miles. And like I said, the roads were just horrendous to get to this place. So they ended up making an offer and the house had been on the market for four years, and the people turned it down. And it was the first offer they've gotten on the house. I was shocked by that. Looks like they want to keep that house forever because I, <laughs> there are very few people that wanted or that are going to want, you know, a place like that. So just keep that in mind when you're looking. You're probably going to sell the house in the future. Some other costs that we'll discuss in in future episodes, but you need to be aware of as a first-time home buyer is the costs of the loan, which your lender will talk to you about. You're also going to have to do an inspection, and you're also going to have to do an appraisal. 
you know, unless you're paying cash for a house, there will be an appraisal. And again, if it's a government loan, they're going to go out and go through that house with a fine tooth comb. So the last thing you want to do is pay for an inspection, which costs about $400, and an appraisal, which usually costs between six and $800 for a house that's not going to qualify for the type of loan that you're using. So that's where a good agent will come in and he'll tip you off before you get to that point and you spend $1,200 and then find out that you're not going to even get the house. So again, we're going to talk about that in a future episode. But, you know, for example, if the if the replace if the appraiser says that the roof needs to be replaced and the seller won't agree to do it, well, you're out 1200 bucks. So you should know going in that here are some big issues and throw those out there before you get down the road and find out that you're not going to be able to get a loan on this particular house. As you can see, there are a lot of things to think about when buying your first home. And to recap, first thing you need to do is get a lender who you like and one that can provide the best rates and offer you, you know, as many different loan programs that will best fit your situation. You really need to make a budget. Think about all the extra costs that come with home ownership, you know, whether it be furnishings or, you know, what what if you get in there and a month later the hot water tank goes out and you have to spend a thousand bucks for a new one of those. There's all kinds of things like that, and that's why the budget is so key. The the second most most important thing to do is, you know, find a good agent. They're gonna save you from, you know, the example I just gave you above with twelve, you know, paying for an appraisal inspection on a house that's not gonna finance. So a good agent can make or break a deal for you and sure there's not a lot of people that can afford to go around and drop $1,200 on houses that they're not going to get. I mean, you don't ever want that to happen, and a good agent's going to point you in the right direction. So I could go on and on about all the things you need to know. There's tons of them. But if you have any questions on something that I didn't cover or something you, that you're thinking about, please get a hold of me anytime. Again, I'll give out my con- contact information again in a second. And please listen to this podcast and we'll discuss all kinds of topics. You know, again, the next episode is going to be about finding a good agent and all these things are going to help you if you're looking to purchase your first home. So again, I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please leave us a review and tell your friends about it. And if you'd like an outline of this episode, or if you have any questions about real estate, please email us at Montana Real Estate Podcast at gmail.com or give me a call at 406 249 1735. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you tune into our next episode.